the party is once again split. After briefly coming together, Val and Saren, the tagalong from the Wanderer, are just outside the public house, surrounded by magisters and Magister Morden himself. Mick, Efron, and Reese are a little ways, not too far away, at their meeting spot where they originally devised a plan to go to the parlor house and infiltrate the city. And Luca and Lyrian are a good 500 feet down the main street, a little to the side so you aren't in line of sight of this group of magisters and Val. I guess why don't, Laurel, you tell me where you're kind of situated. Saren is, you know, at your feet. He's barely blinking awake. Oh, he's conscious now? Barely. Oh, okay. I'm, I mean, I was just trying to escape, so I am in escape mode. Okay. Still attempting to do that. If he's going to come after me, then we'll see how that goes. But Morden doesn't seem to be making any moves. He's sort of just kneeling in front of you, one of his arms crossed over his knees, head cocked to one side inquisitively. Yeah, condescending bastard. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. And he just said, welcome back. He then offers his other hand and then stands up. Val does not take it. He will try to, like, rouse Saren a little bit. Okay. Saren kind of blinks away. He's like, oh, what's... I will stand attempting to help Saren stand as well if he can. Okay. You are able to do that pretty easily. Saren stands. He looks groggy, mostly. Okay. Uh, He's a bit dazed, confused as to what's going on. He kind of looks, sees you off to his side. He's like... Val, what's, what's going And then he meets eyes with Morden, who's just smiling this devilish grin standing in front of you. His hands just folded in front of his chest. Okay. Can I? <laughs> oh, boy. So many terrible choices. I am going to cast Phantasmal Force on Morden. Okay. Oh, I don't forget that there's also a burning parlor public house right behind you. Oh, I haven't forgotten. <laughs> there are magisters fleeing and screaming out onto the streets. Yeah, Val is on the edge of a nervous breakdown right now. Until the front door frame comes crashing down, leaving eight magisters inside to be consumed by the flames. All right, so Phantasmal Force. Yes, he has to make an intelligence save, which I think he's going to save, but DC 17. Okay, he got 19. I'm sorry. Oh, dang it. Okay. Does he do anything? <laughs> Does, so he doesn't take any effects from that? No. He, All right. he resists. Completely. You kind of see him just like twitch a little as he knows that you just tried to do something to him. And he then folds his hands behind his back and he just says, how incredibly rude. And I'll say, well, that's kin for you. And then cast invisibility on myself and Saren and attempt to run. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Expending spell slots left and right. So Val is able to cast invisibility on both himself and Saren. Mm-hmm. Saren is incredibly disoriented. You will only be able to move three-fourths of your total speed because he's still a bit... Oh, what? That's fine. I'll do what I can. I came back for him, so the least I can do now is not ditch him somewhere. The magisters start to, you now they've got their weapons drawn, and they start to fan out and are frantically searching around and looking for you, and do you look back at all? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Morden follows, you know, his gaze follows your footsteps in the road, and he just stares directly at you, and he just begins kind of like... <laughs> oh, and he turns on his heel, and he walks back the way they all came originally. Cool. Great. Love it. I'm so scared of him. At this point, 
Efron is still on top of a roof. Reese and Mick are in this little hiding place, and you hear this commotion as a large explosion kind of ripples back through this alley. Now, Efron saw Mick jump down. Yes. And so he saw Reese. Yes. So he knows where they're hiding. Okay, before he, too, hops down, he's going to look over and see what the big commotion was. If, If he can, see what he can make out. You just see a burst of flame and smoke coming from where the public house is. It's not hard to guess what's going down there. Okay, with that, Efron then jumps off of the building down towards Reese and Mick. All right, so you are in this little clearing, the backyard, the backsides of different houses and hovels and apartments where you were, well, you haven't been here before, but Mick and Reese were before with the group. He looks at Reese and Mick and he says, Reese, it is good that you made it out of there. Um, do we know where the others are? No idea. Was anyone still back there when that thing went up? I do not know. The fire could have been caused by one of the magisters, but it could have also been caused by one of us. And one person springs to mind. <laughs> well, he was not there when I left. The only person left was Saren. I don't suppose he could have done this, but we, we better check. We should check, but I think it, it would be a good idea to disguise ourselves and check discreetly. If anybody is there, the magisters would have outnumbered them greatly. Do you have anything that could help? Perhaps uh, an old beggar's outfit or something? Why, of course, yes. Let me just go my knapsack, and then I come and give you a beggar's outfit. <laughs> Does Mick change form? Yes, I do. I get a outfit out that's kind of like, it's for a man, and just kind of like a basic shirt and, and trousers. And then I um, transform into a tailic man. So okay. similar to what Mick usually looks like. Perfect. You three are able to trek your way back through the alley. As you come to a sort of second little clearing, you hear some clanking boots as a magister enters opposite of you at the exact same time, running alongside the public house. And I'm like, it's an alleyway, so he sees us pretty clearly. Yes, it's like your alleyway goes into this little square backyard thing, and then there's the other alleyway that the magister came down, which runs parallel the public house that is burning. Reese just keeps walking, acting cool. What is Reese looking like right now? You have your plate armor on, right? But but it's kind of shrouded, and he has his face covered in not like a babushka-type thing, but I don't know, almost like a turban wrap, but for his face. Like how I would imagine a, the beggar's shroud looks like, but it's got the mouth cover as well, and it's kind of hanging low. Basically to hide as much of his mask as possible. Gotcha. As that magister greets the three of you, he goes, One moment, who are you all? Name's Calvin! (laughs) (laughs) And yourself? Roll performance? (laughs) Before going any further. That's a 14. Alright, that is a 1 on insight, so... (laughs) (laughs) Keep using those dice. Calvin, you say? Yeah! Did you see any suspicious individuals... Go through here, the three of you. Suspicious, oh. Well, criminals of the law. Outcasts from the church. Outcasts from the church? Well, I sure spit. I haven't seen anything like that down here. Just me and my two buddies. That's Bromley there. He says, motioning to <laughs> Reese. <laughs> and Bromley's a mute. 
Reese, who beneath his mask had his mouth open to say something, is silenced instantly. (laughs) Yeah, he lost his voice. You know, the kin took it from him. Crazy. You don't say much no more, because on account of him being mute. But, anywho, uh, yeah, so Bromley here, he he keeps a sharp lookout, keeps me safe, you know, after my bum leg, you know, I can't get around too much. Anyway, no, we haven't seen anybody else here. And, and you, and he points to Mick. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I, I haven't seen anybody. I've been with my companions, as my good friend Calvin has said. Where are you both from? Why are you in Threshold? And so close to this disaster. From? Do you have any sort of identification? Signets? I'm sorry, sir. I I have none, but you can ask the locals. I've been bumming around these parts for quite some time. So you're on unclaimed, then? Or forgotten? Uh, I wouldn't say that. I belong to Sarath. Just as a side note, while this whole monologue is going on, Reese is kind of like coughing a little bit into his sleeve and he's kind of like going up to the wall acting like he's a little bit sickly just getting away from them but he's kind of positioning himself behind the magister okay um the magister kind of puts his hand toward his belt as if ron says this and he says by veil you are sarith okay no no need i'm a i'm a devout man just uh fell on some hard times you know these hard times been going back since before the war. Oh, anyway. Roll deception, please. <laughs> or performance. You can choose. Oh, they're, since... both, they're both equally bad. <laughs> <laughs> Rely on that roll. Ooh, that's a four. That's <laughs> not great. Another okay. nat one, please. That's a three. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. Clip Amazing. that, son! <laughs> yes. Ooh. Nice. All right. That magister kind of relaxes a bit. Well, he looks at Efron, he's like, no, no, we've all felt it. You're true. You're, you're very right. And he looks over at Mick and he says, And you, Signet, otherwise, anything? And he holds out his hand. You're a, you disguise yourself as a boy? Yes. A younger or older than me? Um, younger than you. Uh, Garland here is a member of my own house. Both of you have no forms of identification. Not honest, you see... It's dangerous walking these streets. You never know when somebody's going to accost you, take all your stuff, what little you have. So we keep it in a safe place. I can show you there if you'd like. <laughs> you can't see his face through his visor, but he, you can tell he's just a little, like, flabbergasted. He's like, as, as long as you can ass- both assure me that you are not the Forgotten. No, most definitely not, sir. And this Bromley fellow, and he kind of looks around and then... Looks over to where Reese is coughing against the wall. Bromley has been loyal to me for some time. He's also not forgotten. Uh, not by me, nor by the gods. Very well. Well, I-, I can't allow you to come any further this way. There's been a situation on the other side of this public house. I see, sir. If only, if only there were more people like you keeping the citizens of this fine city safe. <laughs> yes, very well. Carry on, please. Leave from here immediately, though, I must ask. Okay. Bromley, um... Garland, yes, yes, Grandpuppy. Garland. (laughs) Garland, um... Come here, Garland. And he whispers to, uh... uh, My name's Mick, or Garland. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. 
He he whispers to him very low. Do we want to take this one out or still in the voice? <laughs> <laughs> yes, perhaps we can lead him to our estate or where we're where, where we're living. And um, I need that outfit. It looks really lovely. Bromley, are you well? <laughs> I'll take that as a yes. Um, if if you would uh, please relieve the magister of uh, his weapon and his consciousness. What? <laughs> so then Reese just kind of walks up behind him. Finally. Is this attack or strength? This will be strength in an attempt to knock him unconscious. All right, 23. I will allow you to knock him unconscious. Phew. Okay. Then, yeah. So Reese walks up behind him just swings the pommel of his great sword at the back of his head. And you smash it into his tin can helmet, and you hear this ringing as the magic shudders and then wavers and then falls flat forward. Okay, seeing this, Mick drags him kind of to his side and removes his magistrate clothing. Um, and do we want to tie him up? Obviously. Okay, 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 obvious. Okay, uh, tie up his wrists and his ankles and also put a little scarf around his mouth. Okay. <laughs> we have you brigands. S- you spend a good five minutes removing his clothing, his plate armor, his gauntlets, his boots, his helm, and then tying him and gagging him. We're going to go to Luca and Lyrian, who are running up the road. Yes? Yes. Um, or I guess is Luca following Lyrian running up the road? At the moment of this explosion in the distance. At the moment of this explosion in the distance, he is, yes. They're both running toward the road there. Okay. So you make it back to the main road after a quick jog, and you see that there is just magister activity everywhere. They're kind of breaking off down this main street. They're still a good 500 or so feet away, but you see them fanning out and whatnot. And I will say that at this point, Val sees Lyrian and Luca come onto the main road. Okay, but we can't see Val, right? Correct. Lyrian, kind of seeing the, the smoke and the, the magisters as well, he stops Luca. He's like, we will need to find the others, but it may not be best for us to go in there. There seems to be a lot of them. I might have an idea how we can find them, though. And you hear Lyrian mutter some words, and he summons a local animal like a bird, so it'd fit in with the local wildlife. And he turns to it and he says, find Reese, scout the area, and report back. And Luke. it goes, <laughs> and it flies away. I, I guess it can't necessarily report back. I don't think it can speak, but it would be able to lead me to <laughs> report <Flap> back. twice. Flap <laughs> twice? Maybe the Archduke can find us. Anyway, so Lyrian, you summon this local bird, and he says, uh, let us find somewhere to hide until it comes back. Luca turns to Lyrian and he says, I I cannot fight these men as I have fought others. Just seeing that Morden almost play with us. I don't think we can fight him with conventional means. I have to leave, but I'll be able to come back to you shortly. I'll find my way. Luca's going to run down a couple of alleys and he's going to use his class feature Thieves Can't. That basically means he can relatively quickly pick up the local underground vibes of any cities in. Um, and he's going to go find something special to bring back to the group later. 
There are plenty of underground vibes in Threshold, believe you me. Wait, are we actually in Threshold? We are in the outskirts you are, of Threshold. Nope. You are not inside the actual city walls. You're okay. in a part of Threshold, but it's like the, Within the outer, city city, limits. outer city slums, basically. Okay, okay, okay. Suburbia. Just wanted to make yeah. sure. <laughs> so after Luca said this to Lyrian, and as he's running, he says, Luca, wait! And I'm assuming Luca does not stop, and he Luca keeps Luca does running. not stop. And uh, soon is out of sight. Like, he, he cuts down an alley. You see him, like, stare at a wall for a sec, cuts down an alley, and he's gone. Lyrian tried to follow for like a second and then he's just like, ah, blast. And he just goes to find somewhere that's not where the magisters are. At this point, Val, you will have reached them. Both of them or just Lyrian? Just Lyrian because Luca left. Okay, I will go. Lyrian. It's Val. I have Seren. I am invisible. Ah, don't panic. I wasn't panicked. I'm panicking a little bit. You jumped a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. Um... Uh, where's Luca going? You know, that's a good question. He wouldn't share that information with me either. All right, well, should we perhaps find the others? I am working on it. I'm not sure where they went, but I have a a spirit working on it. Okay, well, perhaps we should duck into an alley because I think the longer I am invisible, the longer they have a tracer on me. I think that's a great idea. That's, That's where I was heading anyway. All right. I'll drop invisibility on myself and Saren. Okay. Saren is just like, what is going on? What is... Lyrian, you're safe. Good, good. The Wanderer will... Yes, yes, yes. You'll be pleased. Where are we going? Are we waiting for a word from your messenger? We're trying to find a, a place to be secure while we wait to find the others. What do you mean, the Wanderer will be pleased? That you're not dead. Why me specifically? Well, any of you, but it's right. no matter. That's. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just a bit... Uh, I'm a little flustered, to be honest. Yeah, yes. Joins the club. Yeah. You both look like you've been through a lot. You look like you haven't been through much, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Larry hasn't been through much. He, he, was, he was ready to go, you know. He was going to provide support, and then all of a sudden he's in a kitchen 500 feet away. That's true, that's true. Look, I, I haven't been to Threshold too many times but I've been here enough and skirting down any old alley isn't going to help us we could easily just get as lost in the side streets and the alleyways as we could in the bloody middle of the street if we want to find them it may not be as safe but best to be somewhere easily reachable what would you suggest this may go against every grain in my body that's telling me not to do this but uh, the closer to the city the better very well, let's go. Uh, now, now, please, don't give me... I I would not dare go inside the walls without them. We need all of us to get through. Otherwise it will just compound in difficulty. But if, if we can meet somewhere near the city walls or near the city gates that we can lead the others to when, when we find them, that will be best. Very well. Let us head out. And you hear Lyrian mutter some words. And then all of a sudden, you kind of feel almost like a stealthy vibe around you. Ooh. A level two spell slot with Pass Without Trace. Yeah, baby. You take one strain. Sweet. Man, no and they can track you via hard. magic, right? Via intent. The intent. So I don't know, magic. but yeah. Well, I just know that his thing did call them to be all like, 
yo, WTFA, why is this guy walking again? Well, we don't WTF. actually know if that's what it was or if it was the collection of everyone in seeming Fair. disguises with a phantasmal horse. <laughs> Could have very well been The phantasmal been horse that. is really rough. Maybe a bit more brownish? Perhaps brownish. Perhaps brown. Would you also like me to take another one and a half strain for summoning the bird? Yes. So after Lyrian utters those words, he leads the group forward towards the city, kind um, of leaning on Saren's guidance for ways to get there. Saren rolls a 16 for stealth. If you want to all be stealthy, just sort of inconspicuously blend in with the crowds. Was that his pl- plus path without a trace? For yes. st- oh, wow, that was a bad roll. Um, 29. That's a pretty good roll. <laughs> I rolled a 17. <laughs> 31. Woo. Oh, and Saren actually got 18, not 16. So He rolled an 8? No, we rolled a six. <laughs> oh. Good thing I used Pass Without Trace. So, Saren, Val, and Lyrian are working your way toward Threshold proper. This main street has sort of started to regain its activity. Saren advises you to avoid the areas that you were in before and kind of just work your way around and then loop back to the main street heading toward the gates. But even after that, looking behind you and seeing where, you know, you'd blown up this public house, the fire has now been quenched. The magisters seem to not visibly have a presence there, and people seem to be carrying on as they were before. Only within 30, 40 minutes. At this point, Val has completely shut down. He is just on autopilot, following Saren and Lyrian, but saying nothing, just kind of like staring very blankly at the ground as he walks. Okay. In this time, as Reese, Mick, and Efron have pilfered a set of Magister's clothes, robes, and armor and worked your way out of the alley, what do you do? Okay, so who's putting on the Magister's armor? I was thinking that I might... Um, yeah, I, I assume Mick. Yeah, because okay. then I could take on the face of the person who... No, yeah, no, that was, that was... That's fine, that's fine. Did we actually get that guy's name? No. no. Well, and also, you guys know that Mick's going to just nail the whole, like, voice impression. <laughs> well, hello! <laughs> you all know me as Jason. How are you doing today? No, that's fine. Just introduce yourself as, like, Magister Garland or something. <laughs> hello, <laughs> I'm Magister Garland. Garland. <laughs> Let's go into my grandpappy's house. <laughs> okay, well, okay. While Mick is putting on the armor, Efron goes and finds a couple of pieces of like loose wood, binds them together to make a rudimentary crutch to really sell the whole beggar thing. Okay. So here's a thought, because let's say that somebody finds this guy who we just bent up. I forgot to say, like, we put him in a dumpster or something. Anyways, but, <laughs> but since I didn't say that, potentially somebody finds him. Would any of you like to readjust your disguise so that he doesn't describe us? Well, I already assumed that Ifan's in some really bad old man makeup, so... Yeah, okay, so... Reese actually is trying to convince Ifran as he's making his crutch that we need to kill this man. He takes him aside. Ifran, we cannot let this man live. We have bound him for now, yes, but what if the others, when they find him, if he releases himself, we cannot have him following us. But they will not follow us. By the time he comes to, we will already be in threshold. We will simply be faces in a crowd of millions. He will not find us. He will not follow us if we keep our wits about us. So 
I believe the first priority is to find the others in the proceeding threshold. Does anybody have any idea about how we can find them? I haven't the faintest idea. I would assume that they're walking to the destination. Everybody keep a look out here. I will go onto the roof and see if I can find any hint as to where the others might be. We may be able to enter the city with the Magister's clothes, but uh, it might be best to find Saren. He could probably get us in easier. I agree. And even if we could get in, I don't think we should separate ourselves. So after that, Efron hops up back onto the roof, trying to get to the highest point that he can to see if he can look down and ascertain the whereabouts of the others. All right, perception, please, with advantage. Maybe, maybe he can see that same chip in the brick. (laughs) (laughs) That resaw. Wow. And a two. These are the worst dice ever. Claim the dice, don't you? Well, that's a three. All right, total percentage. you climb back up to the top of this roof, but your vision is impaired once more as you take in a big inhalation of smoke from the chimney. That dang chimney. <laughs> but it smells good. They must be cooking a roast down there. <laughs> Efron scuttles his way back down. He climbs down. He says, I was not able to see anything. I, it y- your face, to it's covered in smoke. Of course you didn't see anything. It is part of the disguise. Reese kind of shrugged his shoulders, agreeing. <laughs> uh, it may be best to simply proceed towards the gate of threshold. Mick, I believe you should go first, as you are the one in the Magister's clothing. The reason I will follow you from a distance. I do not think it is wise to go directly to the main road, but side roads, alleyways, I think this is fine. If anybody asks you what you are doing, simply state you are about Magister's business, which is no business of theirs. Unless they are the Magister, then you are on your own. (laughs) (laughs) Very well, then. Let me know if anything goes down, and keep yourself hidden, if so. Alright, then Efron and Reese, please roll for stealth. Mick, roll for performance. Nat 20. Yeah. And my performance is also, like, phew, anyways, (laughs) so... I got a 5. I got 11. Okay, so 5 and 11. So Reese and Efron, as you tail behind Mick through these smaller streets, not the main thoroughfare, or even like the more populated streets. Mick, you don't have to do anything. People will literally part off of the street. If there is a crowd, they will move to the side and hug the walls until you are passed. And then Reese and Efron, you kind of have to pick your way through them. And that's why you're a little less stealthy, because these crowds pay absolutely no attention to you and are rather rude. It will take your group 45 minutes to get to the nearest threshold gate, and it will take Val and Lyrian and Saren 30 minutes to get to the nearest gate. When it comes to the entering the city of Threshold, there are only like four entrances. No, oh, nice. There's like north, south, east, west. Oh, okay. cool. Okay. And then inside Threshold has dozens of interior walls and gates and things and such. So, Val, Saren, Lyrian. Saren kind of turns behind to the two of you and he says, but we should be coming upon it pretty soon. I mean, if we're going to wait anywhere, we should probably find a good place around here. Uh, Outside the gates, a lot of market goers, sort of peddlers and sellers and vendors converge, trying to get into the threshold markets each day. Those, of course, that don't make it they sort of just try to sell their wares out here. 
I'd say for the time being, we masquerade as some, uh, you know, interested parties and just work our way around and see what we can find. If you're not opposed to the idea. Sounds like a fine plan to me. I'd like to look around anyways. Perhaps, Val, I'm not quite sure if you'd be all too comfortable with that, being in the midst of so many humans and whatnot, but, uh, I don't know. I, I don't think anyone's quite clever enough to see through your disguise yet. Um, Val looks like he is on the verge of throwing up and just kind of, like, blinks back to himself and looks at Saren's... I'm sorry, but... Perhaps we should find you a place to sit down. Uh, Lirin, you see that inn right over there, and he points to uh, a nearby street corner where there's a mildly populated inn. And you, you see an inn. It's sort of a ramshackle building that kind of folds. Its second story kind of folds forward on top of the first one just a tiny little bit. And there's a little swinging sign with a wrought iron piece going across and then a copper anvil and it says the copper anvil (laughs) clever where there's like two little flagons on top of it and you see that there are just some patrons outside at standing tables and then there's a little hustle and bustle on the inside Uh, I I think I'm going to take Val and we're going to find a place to just just sort of sit down and rest in there looks too uh, doesn't look all that popular trying to stay nonchalant a bit you know and then uh, when when you see the others, why don't you come find us? Very well. Val? Hmm? If you please, uh, let's go, why don't we? Yeah, sure. So, Saren comes up to the copper anvil and kind of holds the door open for Val to go inside. Val goes in. And he looks around. There's plenty of empty tables. He's like, why don't, why don't you get one and I'll get you a thing of water or something. Calm the nerves. Unless you want something stronger, maybe? I don't quite know. I don't quite know myself. What do... What do... And he kind of leans in. He's like, Don't, don't, don't say it. So, sorry, sorry. I'll, I'll just grab water then. Okay. And he turns and he goes to the bar and he waits an inordinate amount of time for someone to notice him because he's very <laughs> unassertive. Um, Val will go sit at a table and just like put his hands on the table and put his face in his hands. Okay. No one bothers you. No one gives a care. Is this more of a PTSD or a shock type thing? Probably shock, unless this has happened previously. Oh, this has never happened to Val ever in <laughs> okay, his so, life. Okay, so we're just shocked. Is this going to scar him constantly forever? And if so, is it more or less than seeing that guy get stabbed randomly out of nowhere? <laughs> Val has had a but, very busy two days yeah, since he met you guys. <laughs> well, has Val ever killed anybody? He has not. He's seen a lot of people die. Dang. Recently. And Val did cause the death of at least one Magister. Yep. You're unsure about the remainders that were inside the burning public house. (laughs) Saren returns with a couple mugs of water. He's like, hey, might not be the best, but yeah. And he hands you one. Val takes it but doesn't drink. He just kind of stares at the liquid. I'm going to just... Go see if I can find a restroom, a chamber pot or something, and I'll be back in a moment. Okay. And uh, Saren gets up, and he leaves you by yourself. As Reese and Ifran are working their way behind following Mick, who you steadily approach the thoroughfares that lead you back to the gate. You're not on a sort of main boulevard road, but you're on a sizable road, sticking to the edges because a few carts and handcarts pass through the middle. And at this point... Efron and Reese, you feel hands clasp on each of your shoulders, respectively, from behind. 
Who goes there? And he turns and he sees uh, Luca behind him, basically the same uh, as he came. He just appeared out of nowhere, kind of. He was just walking behind you. But to Luca is a slight and unextravagant fellow, lest he be carving someone up with his rapier. So he just, it's just me. I'm glad I found you, though. To be honest, it's not hard when someone's walking around with a mask. How are we getting into the city? I thought it was covered. It is covered. Oh, sorry, that was out of character. I thought it was covered. <laughs> hey, what's your big idea? Either way, his face is still covered, which I'm going to guess is not a traditional... We're not like a Bedouin tribe, are we? No. Do you have a plan to get into the city? Dropping the voice for Luca. <laughs> the front says, um, The plan, as it stands, is to try to find the others and see if we can get in Saren's way. If that does not work... Mick has recently obtained some magister's clothing. And Reese kind of pointing down the street a ways to where a large group of citizens has just completely parted to let a magister through kind of points at it. You see? That's him there. So upon seeing Reese, you know, I'm like, well, I recall specifically that Val also had an idea on how we could get into the city. If we could only find them, we might be able to enter without... As much of a commotion. Uh, yes. Do you have any idea about how we could find them? At this point, however, there are three individuals in the middle of the street ahead of you, kind of burly gentlemen, sailor tattoos and whatnot, carrying some wooden clubs that block Mick from going any further. They do not stand aside. And one of them kind of just shouts as you stop or continue to approach... Hey, Vale, son, why don't you come here? We can show you a good old time. Take off that tin can and we'll get you a beaten. And he kind of just like rings his wooden club in his hands. For your reference, Chris, Vale, son is a pretty nasty thing to say. So anyway, um, Efron was keeping an eye out, obviously, you know, everybody being sneaky and whatnot. So he notices the three burly gentlemen Mm -hmm. uh, blocking the way. And he says to uh, Reese and Luca, I believe we can figure out a plan after we deal with this light problem. He says, motioning to the three burly gentlemen. Do the three of you then come up behind Mick and stop? Reese's plan was just to kind of like keep hobbling until he was behind them. Ah, the classic slice him in the back. (laughs) Well, that actually would work. So, because, I mean, nobody else is paying us any attention. I mean, that was Luca's plan as well, so I'm I'm not against it. You, well, the rest of the street has kind of given I, this, I guess. this scene. Big cudgel guy walking down. You're probably just like, not my business. Yeah, no, everyone's just like, oh, no, no nothing to see here. <laughs> kind of go into their shops or go down different streets or mind their business. The four of you are sort of isolated. Okay. The front stations himself kind of on the sidelines, and he finds a nice little stone so that he can throw it later. Luca is going to try to walk past nonchalantly as if he's like, oh, I'm a tough guy. You guys deal with your crap. I'm not moving out of my way for you. So he's not, you know, walking straight through the group. But he's like walking on the side, but he's not avoiding the empty circle as well. You catch a glare, but that's it. Cool. Uh, what's Reese doing? You said hobbling behind. He's sticking to the side of the street. Like, I'm assuming they're kind of like in the middle of the road, right? Yes, but it's not a wide road. All right. He's like kind of got a hand up 
on one of the buildings, kind of coughing, hunched over, but he's walking until he gets past where the three men are forming this blockade, and then he's going to kind of bend and go behind the closest one to him. As you reach their line, the one closest to you kind of nudges the one, the big one in the middle, points his cudgel at you, and uh, walks over, and he puts a hand on your shoulder. He's like, hey, you, why don't you come here, come here? And he tries to kind of pull you toward the middle of the road. Reese allows him. He kind of, like, coughs and is acting, like, a little feeble. I was really hoping he was going to say wrong move and then slash him <laughs> in the throat. <laughs> no, he doesn't have a sword out or anything right now. And he kind of turns to the, the big one in the middle. He's like, hey, Boris, look at this one. And the one that has been addressed as Boris, who was threatening Mick just a second ago, and says, uh, yeah, you there, Magister, protector of the people, are you? What if you say we warp this little shit out of Threshold? What were you going to do about it, huh? Give him a whack then. And the little guy who dragged Reese over takes his cudgel and he smacks at Reese's knees. And he hears like, Ding. Does he go like from the back of the knees or forward? The back. Okay, yeah. that's not not as bad, but still. <laughs> Just to like yeah, force yeah, you him know, to bust his the knees. knees, whatever. Yeah, you don't want to like, you know. <laughs> He pulls out a Glock. <laughs> pulls out a Glock and kneecaps <laughs> Remy. Really me down. Look at it down. You like that? <laughs> pulls out the Glock and mows him down. Mechanically, what does that do as far as damage and like am I prone or something? You are on your knees, so yeah, prone, sure. Same mechanics as prone. Damage-wise, did it just knock me down? Yeah, it just knocked you down. All right. Um, Reese is still kind of going with it. He's just waiting to see how far they're going and boris kind of steps forward kind of puffs up his chest he's like within two feet of you now making he's like come on veil son make a move gentlemen i don't mean to to fuss i don't want to get an argument here and mick looks (laughs) (laughs) mick looks around to other people like come on everyone like so you see some lady like look at you through a window and she's just like Closes the shutters. <laughs> Threshold it's, is a hard place. They it know is a like hard place. But you hear uh, the slight clack of a makeshift wooden crutch <laughs> on the stones. Bramley! Hey, Bramley! That's where you went off to! Bramley! <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how it's <laughs> And he starts, he starts hobbling up towards, um, towards the others. The little string bean guy that hit Reese behind the knees kind of goes forward to Efron and just like puts his palm against your chest. It's like, no, no further, old timer. And then Efron, using the hand that's not on his crutch, smacks his hand away and says, Now don't you take that tone with me, boy. I've seen more in my lifetime than you could see in your lifetime. <laughs> I've fought wars. I've seen the kin take my friends from me, rip their throats out with their bare hands. What have you seen? You've seen the backside of the big fellow. That's all you've seen. You know nothing about what I've been through. Now you let me get to Bramley this instant. <laughs> he kind of just looks over at Boris and the other cudgel-wielding thug, and they just like kind of snicker to each other and break out laughing. And <laughs> Ooh, you think that's funny, do you? Boris looks at the ma- at Mick the Magister, and he kind of takes his his club and he just like holds it above your head because you're shorter than him a little bit. He's a big fella, and he just like clang 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 taps it on your head three times. Like, yeah, 
Yeah, not worth that time, boys. Let's get on with it. And they just push past you, shove you rather forcefully, and then continue along the road if you don't stop them. Nope. Um, if anyone was paying attention to Luca, they would see that he very gingerly wipes something off of the dagger he had pulled out, <laughs> and he places it back into his sheath. What What did you do? Don't know. Poison. It was, okay. it, was, it was crap from the street. <laughs> it was crap. I, I dipped my dagger it? into this into this dirt on the ground. I rubbed it around for a bit. I just poked him in the back of the neck. Sepsis will get him in a couple of weeks. <laughs> so yep, also, I'm not crap. sure what I was going for with the whole you've seen the big fellow's backside. I don't know what that meant. <laughs> Neither Wait, do they. when did you say It's that? an American expression. I don't remember you saying that. <laughs> you just no, said I, it. I said it when I was... When I was going off on that guy. I was like, I don't know what that means. Like, Well, he knows. Obviously, he's like, not worth our time. <laughs> so at this point, walking forward and entering the market, it's pretty easy to spot Lyrian, and then it, Val, if you've allowed Saren, he's kind of ushered you outside. He thinks maybe a table in the yeah, fresh air would... Val is just a little catatonic at the moment. So you actually, like, you come up to the corner where you are in front of the market and you see Lyrian kind of going through some stalls, acting nonchalant, and then literally right to your left is Saren and Val just sitting at a table with a couple <laughs> mugs. <laughs> and then at that moment, uh, a crow comes down, lands on Lyrian, flaps its wings twice, looks toward the group and goes, Go! 